Hey everybody, good morning to you, good evening to you, whatever time it is in your corner of the world. This is, in fact, the Andy and Amanda Show. Show. Say it, say it. So, the Andy and Amanda Show. <laughs> brought to you. Oh, I hear Amanda. Live from Hollywood, California. And in the UK, we have Amanda Love. Hi, I'm Andy Kimball, your co-host for the next hour on a discussion of whatever we discuss. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you mm-hmm. like that, apples? <laughs> How do you like that? So, so if you don't like it, then get out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. Thank you for We're reminding me about... that you're my co-host because I forget sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hard to be in a on. It's the online marriage. You know, when you're married for so long, you forget a lot of things, right? <laughs> you know what I thought we would do? I thought we would What's have, may, and maybe, it might, this might be the first time ever, I don't know, we have to look into it. I thought we would actually, since we got married, kind of eloped, you know, and all that stuff, you know, um, I thought we'd actually have um, an online wedding ceremony, we'd invite guests and so forth, we'd have a wedding ceremony, and on, actually do, do the whole ceremony, make it official. <laughs> wow. <laughs> an internet wedding. Wow, can you imagine you know? that, the publicity that was raw? <laughs> 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 do you oh, are, uh, yeah, right. you know, uh, yeah. uh, do, do you uh, solemnly swear to uh, uphold the well, that's wrong speech, uphold the law? No, that would be the president. What? <laughs> you yeah. Hmm. Are you doing, um, Gimbal? All good? Yeah, I mean, it's great, man. How, how was your weekend? Oh, it was lovely. Absolutely lovely. Been enjoying the sunshine. The heat is a bit crazy for us right now. 88 degrees here in the UK. Um, I know wow. that's like nothing for you guys, really, because you get higher temperatures than that. But for the UK, we're kind of sweating our butts yeah. off right now because we haven't got AC mm-hmm. and things like that over here. We have in offices and things, but not in our homes. So You um, don't have air we've all got our Oh, my God. No, no. It's that hot. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. So I stood in front of our fans holding our, our tops up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Trying to cool off. Yeah, I, well, I remember the days of not having, you know, growing up in a house without air as a kid, and then we got air conditioning. It was like, oh, my, holy smokes. Wow. Yep. I remember, yes, we got air conditioning. As, as a, I'm, I was a youngster. I was little. But, you know, initially we didn't have air, but we finally got air. And I don't think I've ever been without it since. Because yeah. You know, yeah, you know, for me, it's not just the the, uh, the air conditioning; it's the mm-hmm. the humidified air. You know, even if even if it's let's say seventy two outside or seventy five, and mm. it's really humid. Like I I don't like that thick humid. You know, I can take the heat, 
but it's a humidity. And when you have that air conditioning, even if the air conditioning temperature is set for the same as the outside air temperature, it feels so much mm. better to step into that room without all that yeah. humidity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, weekend uh, surely went by way too fast. Of course. But of aside course. from that, I don't Yours remember. Yours is good it. then. I think. I don't really remember. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's like, I know, I know there was a weekend. Uh, there was a weekend. Couldn't tell you what I have happened. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. We had a Friday show, which was great. We had Dr. Raymond Anderson on Friday show. And yeah. folks, if you didn't hear that yet, the podcast, you've got to tune into the Andy and Amanda show on Friday. That would be the uh, 16th, I think it was, of July. Yes, and, and play that podcast because what, a, what an empowering individual, what an enlightened individual. We had a great time having him on the show. And uh, we're going to have him back again. And if you need to know yes. more about him, again, just a little plug for Raymond Anderson. It's, it's uh RaymondAderson.com. You can learn all about that guy. He's quite a, quite, quite, quite a dude. Quite a dude. We'll leave it there. He Welcome is. Back on him. Amazing yeah. guy. Yep. Amazing guy. That was that. a fun show. But I remember yeah. that. I'm trying to think what happened after that show. I don't recall. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a blur. <laughs> mm. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You know, mm. that's kind of scary, because if, if I sit and think about it, what happened after that show, I probably couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if I got and went and got a drink. I couldn't tell you if I went out. I, that's, Andy, that's scary. You know, hmm. you and I are like the same, uh, you know, weird. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, oh, I know what I did do. Hmm. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Judging by that laugh. <laughs> I wonder. It was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the conversation yeah. on Friday was that riveting. That, uh, it was. <laughs> it was that good. Yeah, you know, um, but, you know, yeah. what I want to bring up, to, uh, you know, we have a whole week ahead of us on the Andy Mander Show here, and, and um, thank you for joining us, everybody. If you're on Blog Talk Radio now listening live, you can join the show by dialing us here on, in our studios, both in the U.K. and the U.S.A. at the same time, um, yeah. by calling 515-605-9888, and that will get you into our show and get you on our program. And we'd love to hear what's on your mind. What are you thinking about? What are your thoughts of the day? Uh, how are you getting along in the world, wherever you are? If you're calling internationally, of course, you can dial 1-515-605-9888. And you can also join the show online by sending us an email at Andy and Amanda Show at gmail.com and uh, let us know you want to join and we'll get you in that way. Just make sure you have a, uh, a headset and so forth so you, have, so you can talk to us on, on the internet. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, one thing I did here, Amanda, which, which gets me, you know, just, I guess it keeps me, keeps me, keeps the juices running. Is, <laughs> okay. Is these conservative <laughs> media talk show hosts like, here in the U.S., and I'm sure you have them there, yeah. too. I don't, I don't know the names you probably do there. Uh, here we yeah. have Tucker Carlson. We have Dennis Prager. We have, uh, the, what's his name, Irv Levin. No, Mark Levin, I guess his name is. We have Larry Elder, who decided he's going to run for governor of California. Good luck. He won't go anywhere. Um, and, and they get on the air and tell such a one-sided, half, half the context 
truth. In other words, they take things out of context, they hear something, they cut it off, and they talk about the here, but without, without talking about the whole story and and analyzing what is and why what is. And if they did, they wouldn't have a leg to stand on. But they go on, they spew these lies and these lies and these untruths and they you know, there's self-righteousness and, and rah-rah America. And, this, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be rah-rah America or any country you live in. You, know, you should be proud of where you live. Um, but we can also discuss issues and we can discuss what's happened and what's going on in division of a population in terms of their morality and their political views and their ideologies and, you know, where they stand in social issues. Um, and, you know, I, I hear some of these people talk, and I'm just and I, and I mm. stay engaged because I like to hear what they what they say and listening to why they have to say what they say. And you don't hear a whole lot of that, but I know we have no. uh, typically on Block Talk Radio, and the two, these two don't comprehensively go hand in hand. They go hand in hand partially, and that is the religious and vigilist. Is that individualistic and and the. Uh, and vigil, and vigil, uh, or, uh, and vigilistic, <laughs> in, in, yeah. in, a, in a evangelistic, that's, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, spit it out, yeah. Andy. It is Monday morning. <laughs> I will get there, I promise you. Um, right. And, and the, uh, I don't want to, and Trump's America, I'll just say that. And, and, and the America that, that Trump, that Trump, I don't say, Kind of put us in this Formed? in this arena, you know, where yeah. we weren't before. You know, we've had we've we we all have various political ideologies and views and and positions that we like to live our lives by and like to think the way we all behave and the way we are and the way we like to see other people. And when we and sometimes political officials get elected that that we are in favor of that are that are like minded to what our lives are and what we believe. And sometimes you get political folks that are elected that that aren't. And you say um, you say, um, you know, it's really hard. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, you, know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you life, life, you know, life goes on, you know, life goes yeah. on. Man, listen carefully. Stand in front of a mirror, bring yourself to a full erection, and you are going to see that your penis looks as if it is actually larger than it really is. So no more worries about is my penis large enough to satisfy her. Good luck. See, now, wait a minute. We go on. Is that a rear hmm? view mirror? Or a normal mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but life. Thank you, Doctor Ruth. We always like her commentary. We appreciate it. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, um, life goes on, and, and we've all you know, we've all you know, and this pendulum swings back and forth as to wh- where how the world's going to turn one way, but but how it functions is a whole other story. But in the past, we've all been on the other side of who's in office, and then we're on the side of who's in office, and we go back and forth, and things happen, and we and when things don't go our way politically, you know, we, life goes on, and we say, okay, well, next time around, and, and things might happen that we don't necessarily agree with, but but we're all kind of, okay, we're in this together. Then you get this guy named Donald Trump who gets in office, somehow, somehow, and, and puts this country, the United States of America, and in fact, in many aspects, many parts of the world, in a tailspin, and and just creates such hatred and such divisionism and such 
you know, chaos. And, and you know, I don't think this, this country in America has ever been so divided since the Civil War. Um, I really don't. And, and, I, and mm. he's responsible for this. And, and he's responsible for, for an insurrection on our own democracy on January 6th. This one guy. And what yeah. is what is and we're still seeing we're still hearing the converse Trump lost the election. He lost the election. Period. You know, our yeah. democracy spoke, he lost. And that and he spewed now we, we how many how are we gonna beat this from anymore? He lost he began the lie that said it was stolen. He began that lie way before the election because he knew he wasn't gonna win. So he had a I mean he's not used to he's a horrible loser, he's a very sore loser. And maintain the conversation that it was stolen. Even before the election ever happened, it was stolen, according to him. But somewhere inside him, yes. I this to be true, I'm just going to assume. I'm going to give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Somewhere inside him, he knows he lost the election. As a matter of fact, I remember him saying that one time we lost. He, about a month ago or so, I forget what interview it was. Some of you might remember. I remember he came out and said, hey, you know, I, we lost the election and blah, blah, whatever it was. And well, he actually said that. And he did. He did say that. Wow. So I'm assuming somewhere inside. Yeah, he said it. Somewhere inside, he must know that he lost the election. But the conversation and the lie that it was stolen, and we got to recount and recount, and you've got all these Republican secretaries of state who officiated and validated recounts and the election and certifications of the electoral college votes in each state. Republicans certified them and said, yeah, we, he lost. And there's still this group of people who facilitate this lie, and then these Republican conservative commentators get on the air you know, and, and dominate airwaves, and, and if they didn't, if they didn't, then advertisers wouldn't be supporting them. You know, because advertisers wouldn't be making money by doing so; they'd spend their money elsewhere. So, and that's what mm -hmm. that's what creates livelihoods for people who are on the radio, except us. And yeah. <laughs> 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 true, because nobody listens to what we have to say. You know what no, I mean? No, I know. No, no, no respect. Snotty little bastard. Yeah, no, <laughs> no respect. But anyway. Um, so we our number here again is 515-605-9888. And I thought it would be kind of fun if maybe later in the show we tried to call Dennis Prager, who's on conservative talk radio right now. And we connected our show with his show. That would be idea. pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And asked him. I like it. You know what I mean? You, you, you what? You what? And we, and we asked him, like, why, oh, why yeah. is it? Why is it? That you and he's got this university. First, you can't legally use the name university. I don't believe anybody ever have ever has ever stopped him. You unless you, you know there's this whole process to be declared to be a university. And the Trump University had an issue with this. Of course, they were sued and he had to settle for twenty five million dollars because he scammed everybody who participated. But anyway, um, that's another story. But you can't legally oh, yeah. use the name university. That you know you put the name university next to you, such as Yale, Harvard, Cambridge, Hofstra. You know, Pennsylvania State University, University of Southern California, blah, 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 onward and so forth. Um, it, you, those titles of university are there for a reason, and, and you just can't say, hey, I'm starting a university. But Dennis Prager started Prager University with all these. It's a free online university. Check it out, folks. It's on YouTube. Go to Prager U, Prager University, and check out all his videos. And hey, some of them you might agree with. Some of the videos might be pretty cool. That's okay, you know. But, but he has started this. Uh, uh, and he's, and he's, you know, requesting donations. It's free, but you, know, you can donate as well. Uh, you can also donate, donate to us. We don't have our Patreon up yet. We keep talking about that, do we? 
We got yeah, we got to start doing that. If Dennis Prager yeah. can do it, goddamn it, we can too. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so and, and one one conversation I heard Dennis Prager have, which is something I thought we would address on this show too, to get your view, my view, and our callers' views, and, and people who want to pop us an email at Andy and Amanda Show at Gmail dot com. Let us know your views. Um, how would you define morality? Oh. That's mm. a question. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you remember a few months back, we had a whole dis- – I think we dedicated the better part of the week to to what wisdom is and where does wisdom come from. Do you remember that conversation we had a little while ago? I think it was in the spring or some, you know, a couple months ago. I, um, yeah, yeah. I we remember talked that about conversation. Wisdom. Yeah. What, what, <clears throat> what is – how would you – how would you define mm. – Morality. When somebody says that you know moral or immoral, what, what is morality? What, what, where does it come from? What is it? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> quite looking into the abyss, isn't it? Really, uh, because mm-hmm. you know everybody will argue that it's just based upon a set of values um, that we that's been instilled in us from parents and society and whatever, but that doesn't necessarily make them right. So mm-hmm. that, that's what we've been conditioned to have so that we function as a society and a family dynamic and, and so on. But then you've got the deeper part of that, of our own morality in the sense that what we feel underneath it all to be, to be right and wrong. Like if you weren't taught that um, hitting somebody, well, it's not always seen as a bad thing, I guess, but um, if, if you weren't told to not hit somebody for no reason... And you, you, you know, you did it. Would you know you after that it, it, it felt wrong to do it from the the person's reaction and the outcome of it? Would that make you feel bad about yourself? Therefore, would that then teach you it was wrong, or would you feel <clears throat> it was wrong to do it initially and not do it at all? I think sometimes we we don't find out what that morality is for us until we actually try something. Um, and then we get that inner sense, say, uh-oh, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel good. Why is this? And then we're just like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that again because I don't want to feel that way again. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, I, you know, somebody can interpret a definition of moral character as being uh, something that you, you know, one would work on oneself, conquering one's uh, issues, demons, controlling one's own appetites in their life, you know, mm. uh, fighting yeah. what you would interpret as being a flawed nature of oneself, right? Um, okay, yeah. That, that's, what, that's what I think what, in a way, you might be saying, or correct me if I'm wrong, but, but you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, right? And so, yeah. but what I... You know, when we say what what is moral? What, well, moral is a bit, it's a loaded question, and um, you know, people sometimes will refer to well, I, I have to refer to the Bible for that for morality and for that for that wisdom rather than of course, to, yeah, you, you know what I mean. So, but yeah. here's here's what I and I thought about this long and hard. I, I, I gave this a lot of thought of, of this is something I did over the weekend. Oh, you know, we hey, you remembered. I remember it. Yeah, this is actually. After, you know, I started thinking about this after, after our show, 
Friday because this is something I want to pick up with Dr. Anderson next time he joins us. Remind Ooh, good me. One. Yeah. That's 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 how this came up. Now I'm recording. Mm. Okay, here, here. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, it's Monday morning here. You know, this is the morning show here. This is the <laughs> oh, by the way, real quick. Don't, don't <clears throat> lose that thought, Andy. I won't. Um, Monday we go on at 9 a.m. Pacific time, and Wednesday and Friday we're on at noon. That would be noon uh, East Coast time and, and 5 p.m. in U.K. It's 5 o'clock somewhere show in U.K. That's only on Monday. And on Wednesday and Friday we're on at 8 p.m. in the U.K., we were on at 3 p.m. on the East Coast, and we were on at noon in the West Coast. Just want to say that real quick for those that are listening to our podcast. They want to join us live on blogtalkradio.com. And dial that number, 515-605-9888. That's how you do it. All right, getting back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, uh, so we had Dr. Anderson on, and I want to, I want to bring this up with him again, because yeah. what, what I interpret morality as being, and we look at what is moral. Well, who sets the standard of what is moral? We look at what is moral is pertains not to oneself at all. I think what we look at morality as being is what is good for society as a group. Right. What is what what is the majority of us in this world, not just the country, and the world think that killing another human being is immoral and wrong. Mm. That's what's good for the people. What is good for us? What is good for our population? For the majority of our population, yeah. because yeah. there are some people who live immoral lives, and it's nothing yeah. to do with the Bible, as you know, I'm an atheist, right? But that does mean that I, so I, I would never in the world, because I, and my the Bible was penned by human hand; it just didn't come, drop out of the sky, you know. Some no. invisible man wrote it and, and handed it to us, right? The Bible was penned by somebody; somebody had the yeah. thought in their brain, and this, that brain, uh, the thoughts came from their brain to their hand to uh, whatever they wrote with back then. I don't know, chisel, whatever. It was, <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a big pen, I don't think. I don't think it had pens. I don't know. Whatever no. it was, it wrote with something. But somebody yeah. had to think it and write it, right? Yeah. So the Bible was, was written by human hands. So, so I can't go to the Bible and say, well, I'll go there to figure out what is moral because we as a, as a species wrote that document, that big book that so many people yeah. rely on for their lives, right? It was, we yeah. wrote it ourselves. We wrote it. We also wrote yeah. Moby Dick. They call me Yeshua. Yeah. Remember that? Moby Dick. Yeah. We wrote Moby Dick. <laughs> and, and, and look at the philosophers, the early Greek philosophers, the Plato's, the Socrates, and so forth, and, and the writings. And m- m- many of them were atheists. Many of them were not religious people. And they, they, they looked at the human spirit, the human good, the human, the, the, the human career, the effectiveness of being a person, of being a good person. What dictates that? You know uh, what I mean? Yes. I do, so, so, and I think it's a great question. So, yeah, it's 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 worthy of a discussion, I think. And um, yes, and I think uh, it, it's it because I I like to know what what do our listeners, what do other people um, when they think of well, that's moral or immoral, you can make conclusions. Well, that's God, that's really immoral. Well, who who dictated what immoral is? Our yeah. society did. We yeah. we as a people did. And therefore, can't we not, can we not conclude? That something is moral is good for the group of people. It is not and never was. It never was working on oneself because the only thing we can do for oneself, we're never alone. There's no such thing as being alone in this world. Even if you're the only person in the world, there's a two-ness. It's your connectivity with your environment. You're standing on the earth. Therefore, there's always two. You can never be alone. I guess you could be if you're floating around in space, but then if you're floating around in space, there's stars. They might be millions of light years away, but you're not alone. There's other things occupying yeah. that space. 
right? Yeah. So is there such a thing as, you know, that's a a whole other conversation itself. I don't want to get too deep here because I don't want to, you know. You know, you know. But um, but anyway, too much so, for Monday morning, right? <laughs> it is Monday morning. It, it is Monday morning. Um, but anyway, um, so it's just kind of an interesting, um, you know, you know, to die to live there in this figure. Okay, is you know one's character. How do we, you know, if if we if we let's go back into morality is dictated by a by a god. Let's suppose there was a god. Okay, and morality is is dictated by by some great power, you know how how that great power told us what is moral. Well, you know this world was here for 4.8 billion years. The dinosaurs existed here for 60 million years. Did that same power tell the dinosaurs what was moral, what was not? Yeah. You know this world yeah. has been here for 4.8 billion years. We've only been bipedal as far back as we can tell for about 4 million years. Our our species as exists today is only a couple hundred thousand years old. Dinosaurs lived here for 60 million years. Another good thing, right? uh, good thing or good question is compassion. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yes. How does how did it come yes. back? Because you know, thing you think about cavemen. Okay, let's go back to the cavemen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and women. Let's not forget those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 just but, men. Let's just call. Mm-hmm. No, okay, let's just talk. Okay, oh, <laughs> it makes you feel better. <laughs> so no, cavemen. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they they had to do what they did, right, to survive kill, mm-hmm. um, whatever. Did they have any sense of compassion in them when they were doing that? That'd be interesting to, to think about and go deeper with. Where does it come from? Um, what is compassion for people? Um, you know, I mean, you've got, we've got mm-hmm. the general idea of what compassion is, but that's another good thing to go deep with. Um, that'd be a great thing to ask Raymond as well, you know? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And does that tie in with morals? Because, you know, the two can go hand in hand. You know, very, very, to. very astute point. Very, very good point. That's, that's, you know, compassion. Yeah, let's think about. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and let's just illustrate that. Uh, somebody does something. Somebody steals a pocketbook from an old lady. Do you have compassion for the person who steals the pocketbook, or compassion for the old lady he stole it from? She doesn't have to be old, by the way. I'm just saying, old lady. She can be a young lady. She can be young, beautiful. She can be gorgeous. <laughs> 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 Whatever you like to picture at this point, audience. Yeah. <laughs> she could yeah. be really. I'm picturing this really. You know, I like to think of a really. You know, somebody really. really that pretty. view is the right one. Thank you. No. Thank you, oh. President Nixon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At least somebody agrees with me. Anyway, um, but let's, so so do we have compassion for the for the for the criminal who stole the purse or do we have compassion for the lady who was who was stolen from so we have compassion for the woman who who we yeah. who was stolen who we who who that person stole it from and therefore we can say could it be both yeah but, but can, can we say that the person who stole the purse or pocketbook did something that was immoral and we have compassion mm. for the person who it was stolen from and we have because more more moral conscious and the compassion. Yeah. Are they tied together? I think you have an amazing point here when we think about this. I think compassion and morality, you know, if we dig deeper into morality, mm-hmm. we dig deeper into morality. Yes. 
can't we say, I'm just kind of just, just playing this out, seeing how I feel about this. You know, I'm just I'm going to talk out loud. I'm thinking out loud. Bear with me. Okay. So when we think about compassion and having compassion, mm-hmm. isn't, can't we also say, and I'm putting this out there, can't we also say that the compassion is also predicated upon a moral obligation for what we're feeling compassionate about? Exactly. It could be that. Mm. It could be that. I mean, mm. Um, mm. if you have an argument with, I don't know, your, your partner, family member, friend, it doesn't matter who it is, and mm-hmm. you feel bad because you see their reaction, you feel that moment of compassion, right? Um, mm-hmm. But does that mean that because morally you shouldn't have had that that argument with them for whatever reason it was? I don't know. I, I, I guess that's a fine line as well. It's like a minefield with morality and what areas that comes into. I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. a poor example of uh, choosing that. But I mean, is it uh, the the response you have afterwards that triggers that compassion? Um, because of what you've been taught, or is it something that's already there? I mean, if you look at children, um, mm-hmm. very, very small children, and that are learning their way in this world, quite often kids will hit out because, you know, they're learning where the boundaries are. They haven't been taught a lot of morals and, and do's and don'ts at this point, and they're trying to see what they can get away with, um, where their parents are going to stop and say, hey, stop doing that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So... Where's the compassion then? You don't see it within that child. Is it something that develops over time because you've been taught this is what compassion is and this is what uh, morals are and, you know? So I think when you look into children, it's always a prime example of of these things because they're so raw and bare. Yes. 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 You are are very... uh... You're you're an enlightened person there too. I told I told you that before. No, yes. thank you. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah, it's good to hear you. Good to hear you. <laughs> and I tell you, I love your accent. And I tell you, that? I just think you're. Wait, hold, hold up. up. Wait a minute. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was going to reply to that, but what the hell? Let's move on to something else. Yeah, I'm right. just shy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. In okay. the UK, do you utilize yeah. the term fake news? Fake news. Okay. Yeah. Well, that gets thrown around quite a bit. Yeah. And where where does that come from in the UK? Mm. Probably mm. our neighbors or mm. something. Yeah. Seriously, I don't know. I think it's something that, you know, has been um, grown and, uh, you know, organically grown more so online than anything Mm -hmm. else. I mean, let's face it, we're all pretty much plugged in to the uh, World Wide Web. So, you know, a lot of these terms have come up on social media and and then they get shared in the media and things like that. So I think it's something that, you know, we've heard about. Um, mainly on social media. But then, you know, how far do you want to go back with this? If you go back to the times of the war, with all the propaganda that was going on with Hitler and things like that, so that propaganda, in a sense, was fake news. Although it just Mm -hmm. wasn't labelled fake news, it was labelled propaganda. 
So right. it does go back quite a, a distance in time um, to where that came from. But right? Let me ask you this. Yeah, was was the reporting of what was going on a lie? I mean, was it actually reported or was it just rumored? Did people report in the news, using back then newspapers, radio, whatever, um, I to see. report okay. news and tell, and tell lies? Or, or, or these um, rumors that just went around that never really materialized, never really surfaced anywhere. They're just rumors and people assuming this is what happened, this is what's going on. But any journalist actually writes and said, this is what's happening and outright lied about it and, and said, this isn't actually, you know, cause it wasn't happening at all. It was a lie. It was an untruth. But let's, let's put this in all the newspapers and get people thinking that it is, this is what is the truth. Well, that's a good question. And I wouldn't like to, uh, say that I know all the answers. However, I well, do you, of course you that do. would have would have gone on. Oh, thanks. I think you, thanks. I think you do know all the answers. You boosted my confidence. Thank you, darling. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure it went on because um, mm-hmm. I think it was both. It was rumored and it was reported. Someone somewhere mm-hmm. was like, "Okay, I've heard this rumor. I'm going to jump on this and report it." It's too exciting not to report, and then they got done for it. You know, someone mm-hmm. somewhere going back has done that. So yeah, I would say it's both. Definitely. Yeah, but the, the term fake news is not, you know, we propaganda. I understand. I, I get it. Yeah. But yeah. fake news, the actual quote unquote term fake news. Um, I think that I might be wrong, but I think that was actually initiated. The whole expression, oh, it's fake news, fake news, all fake news, is, was it was a mm. Trump thing here? You know, the past four or five years, whatever it was. You know, it certainly is um, all over the the internet um since yeah. trump was has been in power there's no doubt about it that that jumps to my mind immediately as soon as you put fake news in your mind and you think oh trump the two go hand trump. in hand because that's all yeah, you heard and also, from him and when you listen about fake news during his campaign he said if biden wins our suburbs are going to be overrun with blm Black Lives projects, you're not going to have suburbs anymore. There will be no more suburban communities anymore. There will be riots, demonstrations. Cities are going to burn down. And you look at January 6th. Who's uh, rioting? What flags yeah. are carrying? Whose name was on yeah. those flags? And true. then he goes ahead and continues to promote this lie about you know, who we are and America is going down the tube so fast and, and, and he, the election was stolen from him. And he believes where some of his disciples believe that he's actually going to be reinstated, that he's going to come back into the White House sometime in August and uh, he'll be he'll assume the presidency again. There's no mechanism right. for that. It can't happen no matter what. There, it cannot yeah. happen. It's impossible yeah. for it to happen. But he, there are people who, who you know, put that out there and, um, and actually believe it. Trump's coming back in. I'll be, you know, they wear this T-shirt with Trump's picture on it. It says, I'll be back. Yeah. In the meantime, he's probably going to be indicted criminally. No. Well, I should be walking around with a t-shirt with Arnold Schwarzenegger on with I'll be back. I think that's my best. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I wouldn't know. You know, talking about morality, holy crap. And and some people define, and I guess it comes where you, you know, you can say this is immoral or not. I don't think it's, this is immoral. I think it's wrong. I don't think it's immoral. Hey, you know, we we need to talk about is wrong immoral. Let's talk about that. But anyway, we'll come back to that. But okay. going back to Trump just for a second. God, what else do we talk about on the show, eh? Get, going back to Trump just for a second. 
<laughs> we may need to change the name of the show. Um, the um, <laughs> is is that you know Trump married um, wife number one, had an affair with uh, wife number two, married divorce number one, married number two, was with wife number two, had an affair with wife number three, divorce number two, married wife number three, and had several affairs with wife number three, including paying off you know with porn stars and paid them you know significant amounts of money to keep quiet during his presidential campaign. Um, is if somebody is married and they have an affair, is that immoral or is it just wrong? Mm. Wow. Hmm. Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Here's, here's again. I'm, I'm, this is a thinking out loud show today. I'm, it, I'm, I'm not. I'm not making a conclusion. I'm just. I'm just thinking. You're hearing my mind work. All right. That's all we're doing right now. Is what I said earlier about morality is really defined when it comes right down to it is not who we are and what we do as individuals, but what is good for the, what is the greater good for society, for the majority of the people, not individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people have affairs. Yes. Do we say, Oh, Oh, that's immoral. Or do we say that idiot? We say, Oh my God, that poor girl, that poor man, you know, women have affairs. My God, you know, it might come, you know, from what I've heard, I think I wouldn't be surprised if more women have affairs than men. But anyway, um, the, the, (laughs) the, the, um, would we say, Oh, that's immoral. I, I don't, I'm just thinking again out loud. Um, I don't think that's immoral. I think I feel bad for the other person. If they don't, if, if they don't have an open relationship, I think it's wrong, but is it immoral? I can't make it society – and the reason why I can't really feel in my gut that it's immoral is because it is – happens in thousands of – numbers of – hundreds of thousands of times a day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and we does. talk about morality yeah. being the, the greater – the good – what's good for the greater people. Well, a hell of a lot of people have had affairs, and I'm not just talking about in, in marriages. I'm talking about in, in, in relationships, you know, significant others, you know, that you have this yeah. trust in this thing. And I, I used to think, you know, I grew up in a you know, family that, you know, you know, you don't. That's just something you don't do. Not because it wasn't moral. You just it's out of respect and love, and not wanting to hurt the person you're with, and so forth. And then as I got yeah. older, I'm not making a conclusion here. I mean, don't I don't want to be judged because I'm a good guy. I like to think I'm a good guy. I might not be, but I like to think I am. But anyway, no. No. Well, <laughs> but, people will judge um, you anyway, darling, but don't worry about they it, will. you know? They will. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is this, and again, I'm not admitting to or not admitting to anything because I'm pretty mm-hmm. conservative when it comes right down to it. But um, yeah. is that if somebody has in a, if somebody has sex outside of a relationship, uh, growing up as a teen in my 20s and so forth, you know, oh, my God, how can they do that? Oh, my God, you know, this this incredible thing that one shares of, of that intimate relationship of even, you know, being naked together, you know, whatever. I mean, that, that's just an intimacy that, that, that you just share between the two of you. And then I started thinking as I got older and older and older and dumber or wiser, it depends how you look at it. I started thinking, you know what? What sex? You know, it's, you know, all yeah. right. You know, all right. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and you just, you know. You have to see the women, the wonderful women around. Yeah, just, just see.
sing and dance would be merry. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, but I, I but it's funny. Be, and it's nothing to do with my personal behavior in my life. It's nothing to do with that whatsoever. It's just kind of maybe getting older and getting wiser and looking at the world and looking at society and thinking about morality and the majority of the people, what's good for the greater good, the greater amount of people in this world. And is is just ha- the sex act itself that you, you – okay, yes, it's a violation of the understanding you had together. Yes, it is. It's a violation. It's a gross violation. It's depending on it's depending. It's some relationships, it's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. Well, you know, you think about it on that level, Andy, there's not much morality that goes on in the animal kingdom when it comes to that. Yeah. And are, yeah. are we too different from animals just because we're humans and we have this yeah. uh, supposedly higher consciousness than animals that makes us, yeah. you know, top of the chain? Does it yeah. mean that just because we are more self-aware and more conscious, does that mean that we are different and separated from the animal kingdom when it comes to morality and sex? I mean, I know for me it would feel wrong, completely wrong, to mm-hmm. uh, go and have sex with another person uh, being in a relationship mm-hmm. already. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel good about myself, and I'm the kind of person that would you know, punish myself a lot for it. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, where does that punishment come from? Does that come from um, always wanting to do the right thing? And that can come from deeper issues, from childhood um, could it be that my parents instilled these morals in me that put the fear in me that I shouldn't be doing these things? You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's a, always a good uh, thing to look at as well as the animal kingdom. And, and a lot of people do. I mm-hmm. mean, but then you've got, you know, there could be people listening to this show right now saying, oh, well, it's nothing to do with the animal kingdom, for goodness sake. It's all about how we respond and what we do and, you know, um, mm-hmm. what we make fun ourselves mm-hmm. instead of using the animal kingdom as an excuse because I guess people could see mm-hmm. that as using it as an excuse right to justify not wanting to do things right morally mm-hmm. I think we look we search for answers sometimes to justify certain things but that's not what we're mm-hmm. doing on the show because obviously we're not about to say oh this is morally right and this is not morally right we're going to go out and do these things after the show <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking. You know, but, but let's let's look at this for a sec. Let's take you know again using Donald Trump as an example of a fine definition of what's morality. Morality. Well, you know. yeah. I, I heard this guy Dennis Prager. <laughs> I guess maybe we should try calling him Dennis Prager. I remember when, Pre- when Trump was president. I don't really listen to him regularly, folks. Don't get any don't get the wrong idea here. You know, you know I, I think he's a very one thing he did say a while ago, and you should check him out too because I have a lot of respect for this guy. Um, he said, look, these are my views according to me and my interpretation of the world as I grew up and how I perceive society. And um, it doesn't mean it's everybody's. And there's these other commentators that preach like this, you know, that, that this is the way it is and this is right and these, everybody else's is, is, is wrong and they're corrupt and they don't know what they're doing and they're driving, you know. Where Dennis Prager will say, you know, Dennis Prager said everything the left touches, they destroy. And I, right. I, I, that is so absurd. That is so ridiculously absurd. You know, his, his thing is, his thing is, I don't want to keep harping on Dennis Prager, but we will try to call him in just a minute. But, um, you know, his thing is, you know, uh, um, morality is governed by the Bible, and that, that was what is humanism and developing your own character. Uh, you know, you, you, then you need to get married and make a good family, and that's what builds society is a good family. And, and don't go to college because then you become corrupt, and you might even change your gender ID if you go to college. That might happen to you. So parents don't send your oh, kids to school because if they're boys, goodness. they might come out girls. You know, um, wow. and, and don't, oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and don't go to college because you learn, because what happens in, when you go to college, you learn to analytically and critically think. 
You learn to think and call it. Don't do that. Well, that's only so dangerous. The world, then it's oh, Prager yeah. season. Only, only oh, live in the world in this little box. We're going to govern how you should think, mm-hmm. and we can't. We can't oh, yeah. enable you to take fine classes in amazing literature where you're just we are oh, analyzing great writings and great novels and great authors and what were they thinking? What was their life like? And what does that mean to to us? Going back and looking at these amazing philosophers, you know, and and, and learning and, and then beginning to open up your world and your horizon and think about society differently than perhaps than when you came in. Whatever that piece of paper says when you get out, it's the way we think and interpret ourselves, to, to interpret our environment, environment, interpret what's around us. That is what yeah. one, and also the world of living in college life, whether in society, a sorority or whatever, and the whole thing of being with people of different ideas that come from different backgrounds, and we gain yeah. and become a more, a, a more balanced, a more established, brighter population of humanity when you go to university. Even when you get out, you say, "I got a history degree. What the hell am I going to do with it? I got to go go work, sell shoes, you know, whatever. I, I got to go to, uh, you know, I can't do a history degree. Well, that means you got to go yeah. get a master's and teach or whatever, you know, or or do a, get a master's and Something gives you a piece of paper that you can use to get a job. But anyway, mm-hmm. the thing is, don't go to college. Don't go to college. Yeah. Unless you're going to major in something like where you, you get a piece of paper when you go out. Don't do it. I think he's the um, kind of person that would lead us down the path of, you know, that if you ever seen that movie with Christian Bale, where, I forget the title of it, where uh, it's based in the future where um, you're not allowed to feel emotion. And you're, you're studied and tracked to see if you feel emotion and you can be... Um, eliminated if you start to feel emotion and you've got to take mm. a pill every day to turn off the emotion in us so that we don't cause chaos within society and the world when i saw that mm-hmm. movie it shook me to the core but it's kind of like mm-hmm. that's the kind of society that i think ultimately um governments could end up leading us to and that's you know i'm not being overdramatic but if they're saying mm-hmm. things like you mustn't do these things and you mustn't go to college because you're going to have a, an open mind and you're going to think for yourself Ultimately, mm-hmm. education and even family dynamics will be forced to change so that we're raised to be better citizens and more, um, you know, keeping in line with what they, they want from us and not doing so much the wrong thing, instilling their own morals in us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you were. No, no, you're right. <laughs> you're to, I, I've, got yeah. a, I've got a friend who... Uh, has a couple of kids, and this friend is, uh, to this day, a, a Trumpy. I mean, big time. I can't believe it myself. This a person mm-hmm. I've known for a very, very long time. And uh, okay. was at one time a Democrat, and somehow, I don't know, came, came from a Republican family, and brothers and sisters, whatever, all Republican, and um, um, somehow, you know, married somebody who's very, very conservative and ended up being a Trump fan. And Republican even before Trump, which is okay because I, I've voted and supported Republicans. I'm not saying be Republican is bad here. Believe, believe me, I'm, I'm independent. Yeah. You know, I've, I've voted for Republicans, folks. Anyway, um, but hell, I ain't no Trumpy. Anyway, <laughs> a, 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 you know, 17% of the Republican Party left the Republican Party due to Trump, and that's a whole other conversation too. But anyway, um, so here's the point here. So a couple of kids grew up in this, you know, the kids grew up in this conservative, you know, very conservative uh, thing were obviously conservative Republicans growing up because they didn't know any better. Yeah. One kid goes to college and guess what? Becomes an what? avid supporter of Bernie Sanders. Right. The other kid, no. The other kid stayed, you know, where, where can I go where I can live amongst conservatives and Republicans? But the other kid, avid supporter of Bernie Sanders. Grew up in this, in, you know, went to college. Both both the kids, you know, went to college, but went, went to college yeah. 
entered college as a conservative Republican, left college as a Bernie Sanders fan. Right. Now, oh, oh, that's what they teach him in college. See, that's what they teach him. No, he became enlightened is what he did. He yeah. became empowered and enlightened. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. To now, not every, some people go to college as Republicans. They, I'm, not, I'm using the wrong word, Republicans, the wrong word. Um, Conservative-minded uh, 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 Republicans is the wrong word. I don't want to categorize and put Republicans in a box. And it sounds like I'm thinking that they're bad because they're not. Um, yeah. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying. You, you know, a conservative-minded, politically thinking, Trumpy mm. kind of, you know, and some people go to college that way and they leave college that way. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's, you know, whatever. Um, let's, where, where does, um, okay, so that's, you know, does, does, does getting married and making a good family, is, is that, where does that tie into what we need to do to be perceived as being moral and righteous and doing the right thing? What's your take on that? Um, Again, I guess everybody reaches for religion, don't they? Because you know, it's all it all mm-hmm. tends to go back to to that because it was all mm-hmm. uh, like a, a set of rules as such that you know, mm-hmm. moral rules that you know you should get married, you shouldn't um, have sex before you get married, you should uh, raise children once you're married, and um, that creates the beautiful, righteous. Um, dynamic that you know is seen as good and, and right and um the mm-hmm. natural order of things uh, mm-hmm. in today's world moving away from religion um i think it's just something that everybody wants to do because everybody's doing it it's, we don't look back mm-hmm. so much on on um religion unless you are religious of course then that's different but you know um we don't tend to to reach for those things everybody's doing it so therefore we all grew up with the dream of that's what we should be doing, right? Because um, our mm-hmm. parents have done it. You know, um, your friends have done it. Uh, it just seems like the right thing to do. Go out, get married, mm-hmm. have children, have a family, and that should be the happy and right life for you. Yeah, that's right. And that'll be and that's and that's what you do. You 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 go get graduate school. You get a job. You get a yeah. significant other. You raise cat uh, kids. You. Ex- Get a house with a white picket fence, a collie, and a Chevy station wagon. Yeah. Hi, honey, I'm home. Exactly. Um, That's the dream. This is what you want. This is what you should have. This is what society is saying you should have. But, -hmm. you know, I mean, there's there's plenty of people out there who who don't want that. They want to find the thrill of life. They want to discover who they are. They want to go out and see the world. They want to do all these things and, and get lost in cultures and learn about everything and not be mm-hmm. tied down in relationships or having their own home. They want to live freely off the land. They want to they wanna do all these things to discover what really is there in the world and the universe and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. of course, they get pigeonholed as well for being a type of person that doesn't fit in with society because they want those things, which is a shame that we judge people mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Because society is like, hey, well, you haven't gone out and got married, bought yourself a home, got yourself in debt got this high-end job and got this expensive car and you you know you're not doing all these things that everybody else is trying to race to achieve and battle each other over with it you know mm-hmm. with morals mm-hmm. in that and so you know there's these free spirits i just think no i don't want to be tied down to any of that i want to see what it's like to be me asking these questions mm-hmm. doing these things to see what it's really all about 
And I admire those people who go out and do that. And you don't yeah. get tied down into the, you know, the normality, I say that loosely, of life um, mm-hmm. that we've all been raised to, to see and chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I don't, and also, you know, we, we can talk about raising a, a family in this in traditional sense would mean man and woman and kids. And, and we know that it's okay for man and man or woman and woman to also have kids. That's okay. Why, sh- why, sh- yes, why shouldn't they? Yeah. Some people, oh, that's immoral. Well, that's immoral. No, it ain't. Who, who's to judge that's, that? You know, we talk about what is the greater good, good for the greater people. Does that, what does, what, let's say we had, let's say, imagine this, as we know when, when most, generically speaking, just, just, you know, generically speaking. Yeah. Most, and I don't have any data to support this, but I think I'm right. Um, most <laughs> folks who have kids are husband and wife and they have kids. Yeah, I think right now whether they stay married and so forth is a whole other situation. But let's say assuming initially they they are married and they have kids, what happens to our population? What happens to our population if if that changed and a, a huge amount of people, men and men and women and women, started gaining almost a majority of, of how we raised a family. What, would, what does that do with anything to society? If suddenly, mm. a, a, instead of a man and wife having kids, suddenly one out of three or two out of three children were raised by same-sex same, same sex couples. Does that have any impact on society whatsoever? Well, that's a, that's a good question, but I think... Um, we have that natural biological um, need to reproduce as well. If the, you know, the, it's been scientifically proved that if the conditions are right, humans will reproduce. Mm-hmm. We're not too different from the animal kingdom, so they know when mm-hmm. it's the right time to reproduce and keep keep their mm-hmm. species going. Yeah, and I think that's exactly the same for humans. I don't think there would ever be a danger of us not reproducing enough. Uh, let's face mm-hmm. it. I mean, as a society now, we're way oversexed. Everybody wants sex every moment of the mm. of the day. <laughs> you know, it's everywhere you look. Cool. cool. These people are sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one opinion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Saucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that 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 breeding instinct in us would always be there if if humanity is in danger then uh-huh. humanity will breed to keep us going. That, that's in us to do that. But, 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 let's, but, but Because we're oversexed, it's becoming right. too far at the moment, overpopulated. All right, all right. but we know that, that same-sex couples can have kids. You, you, you of know, course, you can, in, yeah. In vitro or, or, or however they do it, however that happens. And, you know, I'll, I'll, hey, listen, I'll put myself out there. You know, I love, I love kids. Uh, anybody, you know, what's the father? I'm here. And, you know, anyway. <laughs> Who's oversexed? Uh, wow! <laughs> and you know you got to remember, you know you got you know uh, you know really. Uh, he's a smart guy, but he's a great guy. He's a great man. See? See? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who wouldn't want that to, that to be your father? You know. What I'm and no. Anyway, uh, but but so 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 um, but no, really. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's. Okay. Sex is sex, and whatever. And you can have protected sex, and never have kids, and whatever else. Uh, but f- in terms of raising kids, 
Forget about how the kids got there. Just in terms of raising kids, mm. what happens to society if, if, you know, hypothetically, if one out of three or two out of three or 1.8 out of three children were raised by same-sex couples as opposed to the, norma- the, the, the normal, as we were saying, the normal thing where you have a husband and wife and they have the kids and, again, whether they stay married or not, who knows. But the husband and wife have kids and, yeah. and the kids grow up with the father and the mother of opposite sex. What would happen mm. – as society, as we gain more and more acceptance, I mean, it was never not accepted. Just people just looked the other way. I think, and I could be wrong, or maybe I'm maybe I'm too liberal. But anyway, um, oh. it's okay. It's okay for girls to be with girls and guys to be with guys, and vice versa. And whatever it, whatever they do is is up to them, not up to me. I'm not going to judge, you know. But let's just say yeah. that uh, you know, a guy and a guy, or a girl and a girl, they loved each other the same way a guy and a girl would, and they said that we want a family. Should we as a society say, well, you can't do that? Well, would have, would have happened more and more and more and more and more to the extent that more and more and more kids were brought up by those same-sex couples? Does that have an impact on society at all? Does that have an impact? Hmm. Hmm. Next on the Andy and Amanda Show. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good question. We have a couple though, minutes you know? left, but we're, we certainly are opening up a lot of lists to talk, you know, a, a lot of interesting yeah. things to ponder. And, and when, when we're discussing, you know, folks, we, we're having conversation. We have fun. You know, it doesn't mean anything. We're not making anything mean anything, by the way, folks. We're just having discussion, having a fun time, and throwing some thoughts and ideas around and not concluding anything and just putting things out there to hope, hopefully get you to think and also join our conversation or at least if you're listening to the podcast, join the conversation in your head. Um, but you can do that, you know, uh, on our show when we're live at 515-605-9888. Uh, Wednesday is our next show. We'll be live at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. in the U.K. Um, on the Andy and Amanda show. One thing I want to do real quick, because yeah. we only have a couple minutes left. Let's just call Dennis Prager real quick. Yeah, even though we can't really do anything at this point. I'm sorry it took so long, but let's give it a little while. Let's see what happens if we do call. One ringy okay. dingy. Here we go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> If they'll take, maybe we'll even call the producer and say, hey, yeah, we got to wrap this. We just got the warning that we're going to kick us off the air here soon. Uh-oh. Am I answer the show? We may, have to speak, we may have to do it on Wednesday. They might actually answer. I can't. We don't have time. No. Okay, I'm going to hang up. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up on uh, – it's not letting me hang up. Uh-oh. We might be stuck. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> hang up. Hang up. I can't believe it. I can't hang up. Are you sweating? Are you sweating? <laughs> Damn. Oh, boy. We can't get off the Dennis Prager show. Well, anyway, Amanda, we have about a minute left. This has been a great yeah. conversation. Uh, we got we some have. ideas that we'll pick up on Wednesday. Hang yeah. up. I thought I disconnected. Here we go. Cancel. It won't let me. Here we go. Oof, I figured out what button to push. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I'm new at this. Thirty seconds left. Okay. Uh, let's uh, you know let's do it. let's uh, wrap up. This is a great Monday show. A lot of discussion. You know, we haven't had like this philosophical kind of show in a while. It's it's kind of cool to uh, to to do Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if our expert uh, uh, what's his name? Our expert investor, coach, uh, day trader might be Lee joining us. Lee Van Dusen on Wednesday. We'll talk finances, day trading, the AMC, the see where the socks sit, see what Tesla's doing. You know, all that kind of stuff. I think on Wednesday again, we'll see. But we're going to have some more fun, more conversation, more laughs on Wednesday here on the Andy Amanda Show. Take us home. 
Absolutely. Okay, on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, on behalf of myself, Amanda Love here in the UK, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. We had fun. It was deep. Uh, join us again on Wednesday with Lee, and uh, we'll see you then. Keep smiling. Take care, Enjoy. folks. All the best. See you Wednesday now. Bye.